Thank you for streaming this little homebrew podcast. Brewed Up chronicles the fermentation highs and lows of Tyler Sadler of the Valley and Lori Ann Gutierrez of South Central LA. We also discuss breweries, cats, tacos, other adult bevs, and and whatever whatever else comes to mind. This show is available to listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and wherever else you like to listen. Now, here's the show. everyone Tyler here I just wanted to point out before we get this episode started that there was a little bit of a technical issue specifically with my voice recording so you will notice that my voice is a little glitchy and skips around a little bit hopefully it's not too bad and I apologize for uh, the issue but um, yeah other than that the show is really great enjoy the episode okay Alrighty. Happy New Year's listeners. Hope you had a fun holiday season. Now the Monday of the Monday of the year has begun. Today we have a special guest. She's known for doing some silly things in the brewery and posting them to IG. We love her <laughs> so much. Loving her page. Let's welcome Danny Dukes. Woo! Hi. Hello, everybody, and thank you for Woo. having me. <laughs> Of course. Uh, um, so the na- nickname Danny, nickname Danny, does that even come from? Let's start there. <laughs> um, it's funny because it's like actually before I even was going to start in the industry, I wanted to get into roller derby. And so I was going back and forth with my sister and, you know, you need like a cool nickname. Uh, when people are introducing you and so my name is Danny and I'm like oh I wanted to do that and we're going back and forth they wear shorts so they're like oh just Danny Dukes and it was just like simple as that and then it just like sticked and I used it on my um, IG I had two pages so my my beer page is now Danny Dukes but um, it's just funny how the name sticks and it's funny how people call me by that and I rarely get called Danny sometimes unless it's like we're like a really, really close. But people always like Danny Dukes. And I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> Something so, about a good, good nickname. When you got a good nickname, yeah. people will use yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> I honestly thought that was like your, was like your name. That's a badass name. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be cool. <laughs> then, um, then- yeah, Danny, are you still thinking about doing roller derby or is that dream long gone in the past? Um, well, okay, this is going to sound really messed up because I wanted to get into this intense sport, but then I found out that you can't like hit somebody like, you know, with your elbow, like it couldn't get aggressive, aggressive. So I was like, ah, forget it. I was just oh. like, I don't want to do it anymore. And so it was like, you know, you, you will get in trouble just like any other sport, but I thought it was more lineage like that, where it's like, you are more aggressive and whatnot. So I had been in sports majority of my life. So I love that intense thing. And so I was just like, ah, I need to stop watching too many movies. And it's like, it's not what they portray. There's actually rules. So yeah. You were looking for something a little more rough and tumble, a little more unsanctioned. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, all that bottle up, you just need to like release it in something. So I was just like, this would have been perfect, but no, I could get kicked out completely if I just punch somebody in the face, you know, you can't do that. <laughs> Not that I was going to, but you, you know. If the mood's but... changed, right, you don't want to <laughs> back. You're right, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's also it's okay, awesome brewer name, by the way, like two syllables. You can really mess around with that. I love it. Like, what is your history in the brewery? Like, tell us your tell us your journey. <laughs> um uh well it's like anybody else uh, I think majority of people when they get into the industry they have like either like a corporate job or some type of background that you would never think that um like you actually question like how did you get into beer you know and I was a pharmacy technician before and I there was a brewery close by my house called Sanctum 
they were looking for beer tenders. I still had very little knowledge about the beer world because that's when things were barely growing is micro breweries. I submitted my application and before I knew it, I, I got a job as a beer tender and I was, I was, I was, uh, doing both jobs, but because the other one is very part-time and it was later mm -hmm. on in the day, I was like, oh, perfect. Fell in love with it. Before I knew it, I got hungry and wanting to do more and I started harassing my bosses. Like, I'm like, I want to help back there. What can I do? Blah, blah, blah. The funnier thing is that I actually started going to the gym lifting so I could actually lift <laughs> the heavy stuff in the back because yes. as much as women don't want to hear this, like, uh, we're not like built strong automatically. We're not going to pick up a 55 or 60 pounds, just like nothing. Like I had to learn how to pick up kegs first because an empty keg, like a 15 gallon was about 32 pounds. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, I needed to physically uh, build the strength um, in order for me to be able to go back there. Because if you're not strong enough, then it, it you're not going to be able to do the job. It's you know, so uh, it, it took me a while, little by little, I was, my strength was building and I was just like lifting, you know, bags, putting them over my shoulder and then milling in and then doing all of that. So it's just like, it was a small process and nobody told me to do anything. I kind of just threw myself into it and, you know, with constantly like bothering everybody, then, you know, and I think that's how, um, if you're going to get in the industry, that's how usually I know people do it. No one's going to hold you by the hand and like, oh, you want to do this? Or do you mm -hmm. want to do that? And it's like, no, no one's going to do that because then that means that you don't really want it. So I was like that. I got really pushy, got to the point that I was actually running the brew house in the back. My boss every so often um, was keeping an eye on me. But other than that, I was just, that's how I started for me doing that. And I became obsessed and wanted to see what was out there. And I was, I felt like I was ready to take on something bigger. Mm -hmm. And by bigger, I was like, okay, I want to do like the big stuff, like bigger brew houses, um, not so manual. Uh, what else can I take mm -hmm. on, you mm -hmm. know? So, cause, and that's how it kind of started for me doing all of that. And it was a lot of fun, you know, and, uh, and it definitely uh, helps you have like a thicker skin because you're working with a bunch of men. So, you yeah, know, it was a different environment for sure. You know, so yeah, it was fun. Man, man I need to go to the gym, gym. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I just recently started my commercial brewery uh, journey and our, the brew house that I'm at is pretty manual. I mean, I mean, there's some, I don't have to bags, which is nice um, to yeah. mill in, but like, I got to you know, mash paddle, like I'm stirring, I'm stirring that thing manual. And I I know that I've built muscle just from being back there. But yeah. oh my God, for the first like month, like my body was like, fuck this. <laughs> it, yeah. was not, it was like not prepared. And even now, yeah. you know, I, I get pretty, pretty, pretty tired regularly. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, that's a good tip. I, I should probably go lift some with something. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a it could be intense. I, I mean, it's yeah. fun and I enjoy it. And you know, I always uh, laugh because as my strength uh, started to grow, uh, I would have you know I don't look like I could pick up anything. You know, I still have scrawny looking arms and not very defined, but my strength you know is there. And so uh, I love when people watch me work. Sometimes, especially guys, are like, and they see me lift, and you know, I could lift up to like. I'll lift like 20 bags of grain and then I'm going up the stairs and then I'm taking them one after another. And Damn. but the thing, the thing is, is that your body gets used to it. That's mm -hmm. what it also mm -hmm. is. So it's used to it. And I, and I don't even think about it and your body doesn't feel it anymore where like the next day I'm like, ah, I'm dying or like boy, yeah. whatever. And I know when people like when the pandemic happened and everything was shut down, like gyms and everything. And people were like, Oh, how did you stay so fit? And I go, dude, I didn't go to the gym. Like <laughs> my job is a gym. Are you kidding me? Right. You know, from lifting kegs to graining it out to, you know, uh, before we got a silo at the other place that I was at during that time, you know, that was kind of nice. So you're not doing all the heavy lifting, but mm -hmm. you're still doing like a lot of like crazy stuff. And um, luckily, it's like, fizzling, it's yeah. Oh yeah. It's a good, I tell people, it, if you have a good pair of shoes, invest in good boots. 
um if you're gonna depending what you're doing because even though like there is some branded boots they're not really like the greatest unless you have insoles um but i'm like you know it, it is a good workout you don't really like if you're really in the, uh, the production area you're really physical you really don't have to go to the gym that's your gym right there you know all day you're standing nine hours maybe out of the day so and and i don't know there's like a joke now that you're like you know more into it you'll notice that when it comes to eating that's another thing too <laughs> where you're so busy that you're i'm like i'm eating like ah, and then i'm just like i'm running and then i'm like i'll take another bite and i'm just like you know I, it takes me like four hours just to have my breakfast you there's know no so, real like that there's no real eating breaks yeah yeah so it's a little bit different it's a lot more different for sure i want to go back to something you mentioned and you're not the first uh like person who got their, I like that you were like, I was just pushy and I just kind of put myself in there. And I think that's kind of a common thread I'm hearing from people that work in breweries. They just put themselves out there and they say like, I'm ready to learn. And I think that's so cool. Cause it's not like, you know, corporate America or to to be a pharmacy technician, you know, there's like the, the, the steps and I know you can go to brewer school and this and that, but mostly just the interest and the drive. Yeah. Very cool. The will work. Yeah. So listen. Oh yeah, definitely. Get out. Yeah. There, get pushy. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Ask questions, be that person. Mm -hmm. um, if you really want to do it, I always tell people that don't quit your day job yet, like kind of slowly get into it and see if this is really for you. Because I think people sometimes have a certain mentality of what it is to work at a brewery and it could be totally off. Also, it just depends what brewery you're working at or whatever, because it's, it's something that a lot of people like my friends have a hard time understanding. It's not your nine to five job or some like corporate, like you mentioned, um, it's, a, it's very different. And um, you have to kind of test the water and see if it's for you um, because it really isn't for everybody. And I've been seeing that in the last few years because it is a tough job and uh, physically it's, it's more draining physically than it is mentally. So um, you just have to be smart about how you're going to go about it before you really commit to this profession. So right now you are currently at a brewery called Last Name. Is that correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what's your role there? Um, and then tell us a little bit about the brewery. Like what's what how big is the brew brew house? What do they specialize in? Specialize in anything? Um, so they've been around for they're it's gonna be 20 years. Um oh. they're known for loggers and uh, they have like a 10 barrel about a 10 barrel uh, brew house very manual and um i'm just a brewer there um i help out with whatever needs to be hey, taken care of don't say you know? just a brewer <laughs> <laughs> uh, well i'm just like to me it's just like i don't give myself a title because like uh, uh I, I have friends i mean i'm pretty sure you guys have talked to brewers and stuff like that especially if you've been in the industry for so long and i'm just like like they want us to say, oh, it's like, oh, you're a leap brewer or you're this. And I go, I'm just a brewer. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, cause I don't, I don't know what my title is because you're really all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times you're, you know, I could be a cellarman today and then tomorrow, you know, I'm doing like nothing to do with brewing. And it's like, it's just, you're, you know, you're all over the place. And is so the role's pretty, a little bit different. Is it a pretty, a pretty small stuff there or like in the back of production area? Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, uh, you're talking about how many people work back there? Uh, yeah, so it's technically two people. We have me and Hannah, and then uh, we have a part-time person maybe twice a week that helps out, uh, kind of doing seller stuff, you know, uh, if we're getting behind and whatnot. So um, that's kind of like where we're at and uh, a lot more DIY kind of thing, um, which is fun. I sometimes get frustrated because I was just like, man, I can't even put Ikea furniture together. <laughs> and I'm like struggling here, you know? So it's just like, that's when I'm like, I, I mean, I'm motivated to, to try to figure things out. And that's the thing where problem solving comes along when you do work at a very manual uh, brewery where you have to learn how to figure things out and make things work uh, compared to a place where it's um, already set, like it's, it's half and half. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you have sensors that do have for your work and, you know, you're not, you're not really, you know, running around and switching things and opening things, you know, yourself. It's, it's interesting for sure. Well, it's definitely closer to home brewing, the more manual DIY you get. Have you ever homebrewed? Uh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry to cut you off. Where is Last Call, by the way? I want to go back to that. The the last name brewing is in uh, Upland. Okay. Tell us about your home brewing experience. My home brewing experience? Mm -hmm. Um, I I honestly liked it and then I did and I don't just Mm -hmm. because the process is the same. It's I feel like it's more tedious Hmm. for me. Uh, it's it's more like you have to be more attentive because a lot of times like I could w- I could walk away from the brew house a lot of times but I can't I feel like I have to be right there with when I'm home brewing mm. and uh, it's uh, to me it's like the the process is the same mm-hmm. but when you're actually in a big like you're actually handling a big brew house is very different and you know like uh, the way you have to cool off the beer the way that you have to transfer the way that you have to pitch the yeast like there there's a lot of different factors because when you're home brewing you're not doing cone to cone or you don't have a break to transfer in the yeast or um like there's just a, like stuff like that the way that you have to cip and yeah. uh so there's just just like a lot of things that you're not prepared until you're actually there but you have an understanding of the process which helps and I think that's important so to me it's like I I was doing both and I, fortunately like I was able to homebrew and leave all the equipment at the brew house and be able to play around so instead of me making like a 10 barrel no uh, I'm sorry like a seven barrel five barrel batch and that working now and then I got to dump that I could homebrew test it out and then kind of tweak it as I go when you're because uh, it's not the same you can get more fancy with a homebrew but you know like if you're using galaxy and homebrew it's different when you're using galaxy in a big batch like it's not the same that's expensive you know mm-hmm. so it's like so, you know when you're dry hopping yeah go ahead you know five gallon yeah, you could totally use Galaxy during, you know, if you're going to dry hop that later. Yeah, but if you're going to dry hop a 10 barrel, like, yeah, that's not going to be cheap. So ingredient wise, it's nice, but mm-hmm. then you have to change it in a bigger scale because uh, a lot of breweries is like, you know what, that's kind of expensive, you know, and so we have to figure out how to fix that, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and, and it's a learning experience. And it, to me, that was very helpful. And I was able to um, learn because like hops, are um like oh you know we don't have simcoe what can what can we all all you know substitute so mm-hmm. it's one of those things that was always interesting and learning and i like it doesn't have to be that exactly you know so you could work with things and have fun with it and it's a good problem solving kind of thing because it will happen and uh, you have to just kind of figure things out as you go a lot of times so you kind of had it as like a little little pilot system. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. are you at last name? Are you making a lot of the recipes? Um, no, no. So no, I uh, I'm just uh, just kind of following whatever copy. they have already there, and um, and I mean we could play with some stuff if we want, and you know add in new you know hazy IPAs. Old old school breweries sometimes are kind of like like ugh, you know we want to keep it old school. But then sometimes you do have to incorporate, you know, whatever's trendy in mm-hmm. order to get, you know, you know, other people, you know, you want to have a little bit of everything, you know, for somebody, even though you're just like, you might not like it. That's totally fine. Everybody has it. I'm not a hazy IP. I'm not an IPA person at all. And so I, um, I, I started drinking beer and it was very traditional stuff before the hype, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it's like, I wanted you know, triple milkshake IPA <laughs> that has like strawberry slurp. Like, I don't know, like it's just, you know, it's crazy to see the, how it has changed a lot throughout the years. And I'm like, what is yeah. that? I'm like, did you go to 7-Eleven and get that? Like, what, what, <laughs> you know, so, so, um, so yeah. the lagers then that's, that sounds, that's what it oh, sounds yeah. like. sweet. Also like, I, I don't, I'm like, 
right now I, I always uh you know people in the industry like reds like a red ale and I'm like why does everybody why do people hate a red ale like yes. red ales are great red I was like what good. is wrong with you I'm like have you ever had a red trolley get out of here like come on <laughs> and so I was just like it's good beer like you know it's I mean I'm not hating on anybody but I'm just like there's such a variety of beers that you could like have and enjoy uh you don't have to just stick to one style or or just be like whatever's hot that's what you're gonna drink because everybody else is drinking it I'm like dude do you really like what you're drinking or is it because your friends are drinking it yeah. you know so I want to put yeah. it on Instagram or some or some mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, me and Lori are, are similar are similar in that I actually starting to get into IPAs, but not that IPAs are gross, but um I appreciate a really well done IPA. Um, but yeah, all the kind of more on the cra- the craziest stuff. Not my, my jam, but teach their own. Um but it is kind of cool that that you've that you've been working that's been around for 20 years. Like I just curious to know. I actually, I want my way down there. I'm from the I from the I Eatland. I actually have an aunt that lives out there, so I'll yeah. make it down for sure. And I, I am curious just to see, like, you know, how that brewery functions and what their philosophy is and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Um. But so let's get into the fun stuff. So Danny is like, I don't know. Your Instagram is just like really funny. Really funny. You, you know, <laughs> on your, sto- your story, on your your posts and stuff just constant like i don't know i don't know around, like i don't know what the 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 word is for it but goofing around the brewery obviously i know you're there working hard but but you have a like comedic presence on instagram um mostly post- posting stuff in the brewery like can you tell us about how that started and i don't know why why it came to be i'm i mean i've always been that way even before the industry and as soon as like you know social media became like how it is now uh I just always felt like you know that silliness because I'm always going to be a kid at heart you know when I need to be serious I'll be serious and you know I I promised myself that no matter where I land career-wise I wouldn't let that side of myself die and because you you can you know have it both ways if you have a balance as, as long as you get things done like I don't care what you do and to me that's how I am as long as I get it done and it, it's funny because it doesn't take too much of my time also like I could do something within like 15 seconds and I just quick like that and I also like in the first brewery I got to, it got to a point that I was managing a little bit on social media so I enjoyed it and I got such a good response and I didn't realize that that could have an impact in people where it's like, oh, you know, I had a, was having a bad day. I saw your video and it cracked me up and blah, blah, blah. And I just, you know, you don't realize that it could be something so insignificant to you, but it might be a big deal for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get people to see the side of the uh, brewing industry in a fun, like, you know, it's not uptight, uh, you know, it's not like you can't do this and that. And um, I always wanted to show the the realistic also part of it because um like I said a lot of people don't know behind the scenes sometimes people do want to see the brewers in action and it's silly and I like you know I like to incorporate my culture also into what I do and I like to make fun of it in a way that it's not like bad you know and I I like to laugh at my, my at myself on certain things I don't take myself too seriously on some things and to me it's like I always tell people like you know you are going to have haters there's pros and cons in having that, I've had a, a, a bad reaction as well as a good reaction, but more good than bad. And people are, are going to have their opinion. However, it all comes across like, you know, how you approach me. I'm not afraid of, you know, the claws coming out <clears throat> if I have to. <clears throat> so I feel like if you come at me a certain way, I, I have no problem, you know, straining you out if I have to on social media. Because at the end of the day, it's just social media and it's just beer. Yeah. <clears throat> so you can't think that seriously like you're not i'm sorry you're not curing cancer like relax or or making liquid gold for the gods like it's just beer you need to know how you know how to have fun with it and i always try to kind of do that and and it helps to balance your mentality because sometimes work could be overwhelming at times Mm -hmm. and i just like to kind of have kind of balance that where i don't feel so stressed out or overwhelmed or feeling down and it's kind of my way to put myself up because the response that I get from people, then it, it puts me in a good place. 
So I kind of like that. It's cool. Um, and then, you know, I always tell people like, you know, just to see what they write. They loved it. And, you know, people always like, how do you get those ideas? But I was just like, you know, um, I'm like, I don't know. It's just, I'll see something and then I'll just, that'd be funny to do. And then that's it. So. They're like, they're so, it's like so clever. It's not just like, just like, you know, some dumb, stupid, dumb, stupid TikTok dance and a voiceover, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like I've seen that. I've seen that so much. It's like actual quality. Like you said, little quick tidbits of just like brewery humor. Um, like I feel like the last one I remember very distinctly was like, <laughs> You're like, you said in cap, a caption about your, your like feet getting wet and then walking around with fuck, fucking shoe boxes on your shoe. I'm oh, like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, this girl just like went, went and put tissue box feet and then like recorded, like recorded Instagram. Like, that's so funny. I don't know. It's yeah. just, it's way more original than, you know, just a lot of the, the dumb stuff you're seeing on the internet. So mm-hmm. it's, it's appreciated for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that you guys enjoy it. Um, I usually like, I'm like, oh, no, so I'm like, oh, my God. maybe it's too dumb. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, gosh, Danny, you're going to be 37 years old. Grow up. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's, it's good. It's funny. Yeah. We, need to get, we need to get you some da- at Danny, Danny, do on Instagram. <laughs> Go follow well, her. Yeah, I just think to me, it's just like uh, I have all these uh, inflatable like costumes and I think I have like eight of them now and I've shown up to work <laughs> like that. And, yeah, I torment people with it. And then was, and uh, my husband had to like, I wasn't allowed to buy it anymore because I, I had a, I had a, a problem. Like I have, I have a T-Rex, I have a cow, I have a unicorn, I have a shark, uh, you name it, I I had like a bad addiction. Like I just was, I'm not like one of like, I, I bought a bunch of like shoes. No, I'm like, I have a problem with buying like <laughs> inflatable. Cost, cost. That's a new yeah. one. Yeah. So I'm just like, and I have them and people are like, why do you buy them? Like they bring me joy. All right. Just like everybody has one thing that brings them joy. And I do the same. I've gone to meetings, work meetings, wearing my inflatable like costumes and I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, guys, let's, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> you have any inflatable outfits that you'd like to pass along to danny she... <laughs> yeah i know i'll, I'll take them because you know i don't buy them anymore but <laughs> yeah i'm like i make sure that i don't have them already but I, I i'm more than happy to take them <laughs> love that <laughs> and, and your bosses and coworkers just they're just like that's Danny they yeah. they don't like care oh yeah they're like like already so bothered like people already if you know me like like there's some people that it's like oh, it's like any other day you know they're not you know it's not a big deal anymore at first they'll like they'll be like whoa and they'll laugh and we'll have a good time but then if I keep doing it they're like they're just used to it <laughs> so anytime you can incorporate humor into your work it's so good for the soul and anytime you can connect with coworkers, like in a humorous way I think that mm-hmm. makes for a much more pleasant and productive um work environment and less fake you know whereas Americans were so work obsessed so it, I think it's so great that you do that and it kind of leads into like we've we've seen you posting about mental health and is this something that you kind of use as a tool um to talk about that or to manage that? I I think so. Cause it's like, uh, unfortunately, uh, in like any workplace or anybody, you know, there's going to be like a, a toxic environment mm-hmm. or a toxic person. And to me, it's like, uh, we're all going through something and we don't know if someone is, and you could be doing something not intentionally that could bring joy and just turn that person's uh, way of thinking around without realizing it could be the smallest thing ever. And to me, I always feel like, you know, when you do get to work in an environment that's not that great uh, or whatever it is, I always try to think like, not to let it affect me in a personal, me personally, I, I obviously can't speak for everybody else, but to me, I know that if I, if I could do something to kind of step away from, anything that's negative at the moment it's not going to be permanent but it does help and I do that at work because I think that it just you know not just work 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 you could you could have fun 
you know, as long as it's not affecting in any bad, you know, way. So I just, you know, uh, there's always going to be that some, that one person in the workplace. And I think that's great. I think that's great that it's you. I mean, not everyone feels comfortable, especially adults, you know, being silly in work environment and, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate it when people crack a joke at work or like have a professional quirkiness or, or playfulness or warmth to them. So I think that's really great. I applaud you. Thank oh, you. Definitely. Oh, thank you. Guys. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's kidding. <laughs> class count, class counts. Class count. <laughs> definitely. And, um, you did I'll see I don't know like just in your Instagram story Instagram stories just like text about um uh, specific to the brewing industry um some like kind of like downsides it seems like um uh, uh, it seems you're passionate about it did you want to um kind of expand a little bit on uh, those things I mean you've I mean you've mentioned like pay you've mentioned mental health etc um like what uh I guess expand on on those topics. If you feel you're compensated fairly, uh, I mean, it's it's a very complicated uh, like subject because I think it's nothing new. I think it's unfortunate that the workplace is the way that it is because it had to start somewhere where a way of the the mentality. And the way that it was, the work what the workload was approached, um, I think at one point uh, the beer industry was an exciting industry to be in there, and a lot of people were so desperately to be in it or partake in it because they're like, "Great, I get to drink beer and I get to do this and blah blah blah." People think I'm so cool because I'm in this industry and all of that, right? But then when you become, when you fall deeper and deeper into the industry and you keep growing and you keep moving around, you start noticing things. Some people are quick at seeing it and some others are too scared to see it or in denial on seeing it. And for me, uh, I've been fortunate in both areas where uh, not that the company itself is bad, is that you get to be around people that are not very uh, great leaders and lack in management. And what I do notice, and it's not talked about, or people are scared to talk about it, is the way that the workload or the title and um, responsibilities are given to somebody. Like if you're you're new to it, you're hungry, you're driven, you you want to you know grasp as much as you want and can to a, to learn and grow because it's going to benefit you right in the long run. Right. However, as that progresses. I always tell people that you have to set boundaries. You have to realize what your worth is and your time. Cause it's unfortunate. There's uh, it's been okay for too long, which is why uh, it became a, a to- become a very toxic environment in that sense where, you know, let's just say you, you're, you're a brewer or assistant brewer, uh, more, inf- more tasks are given to you, but you're not compensated by pay. And if you don't do it, you could be come across as you're not a team player mm-hmm. or you're you're being like lazy or whatever right and they had made it okay that like put it put it on you as a as a negative when in reality it isn't so to me it's I always tell people to be very attentive on your workload and responsibility because they they will come across it will come across as if like uh you, you're gonna get bamboozled somehow by the wording or the task itself, like if it's going to be, they're going to be really slick and giving you responsibility and making it seem that it's, it, it has to be your responsibility. That is your part of your, your job. And it's like, no, like you're giving me a, a more responsibility, a new thing to do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more than happy to do it. And, and you, you know, you, you have a great attitude about it, but you also want to get compensated for it. You know, you, because it's going to, at the end of the day, it's benefiting the company more than it's benefiting you, you know, because any brewery that you go to, you're going to learn how to do things and it's always going to be different somewhere else. So that's why I always tell people like the reality is who's going to benefit out of this at the end of the day. Are you saying like, in other words, you're saying like, um 
there's almost like a, a passion for the work is almost exploited. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. And would you say in brewing there's like, or like limited growth opportunity? Uh, yes. So sometimes I do feel when, uh, I, I've seen a change throughout the years. There's a lot of like turnover in a lot of breweries. Mm-hmm. So there's breweries that have become like, uh, just like any big corporate company, how, how can they cheapen the product without really cheapen making the product cheap? Bottom line. Mm-hmm. So they want, yeah. So they want to bring in more, make more product, but not spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that's just happened throughout. I've noticed that's happening with a lot of, especially big, big breweries. And so uh, it happens where people are so desperate to come in. They're like, you know what? If you can't do the job, we'll get somebody else to pay, get, we'll do it for less. And there you go. They lose. But what happens to the company, the product itself just diminishing, like it just poor quality. Suffers, the beer is no longer yeah. the same. And I have noticed that, especially if you are, have experience with beer, you kind of know what it is, whatnot. So you try, you, you go to this brewery years go by you taste it again it's like dude what happened the quality is something's off here and so that's what happens a lot of times so breweries are get to the point where they catch on and they're like wait a second i can make more money somehow so cut corners somewhere and pay my employees less or Mm -hmm. take this away and that and i've seen it happen i mean i've talked to so many people in the industry people that are no longer in the industry because of it and especially here in the Southern California, especially during the LA region, you see that a lot, you know, and it's like, and it just, it sucks because we have great talented brewers. A lot of people that are very knowledgeable, great at what they do. They can do great things yet. Uh, the brewery that they're at, unfortunately, can no longer supposedly can't afford it, you know, or afford a particular person. They want to pay you less but get more out of you somehow. So it's like at the end of the day, the company is going to get richer. And when you see that, it's like, dude, what's going on? Something here doesn't make sense, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, that's, I think about that a lot. Also, I mean, that's similar to, I'm in education. So I think that's similar in education. I feel like um, a lot of people have passion for youth and they're not really like, monetarily driven and then once you're so desperate to get in the classroom and kind of make your way you know public school's all about cutting corners and you kind of like you know so I, I kind of get that um especially when you go into it more about the job and less about the pay to begin with it's not like it's going to be it's not going to have that hold on you so mm-hmm. and then yeah I'm also curious you know in LA, we're seeing a lot of, I don't know if it's LA specific, but we're seeing a lot of places uh, are closing. And I, I, I can't imagine it's because they're paying their employees that much. I'm really trying to figure out if it's a growth issue, if it's a budgeting issue, like what's your take on that? I think I do feel that um, when the pandemic happened, some of them did hurt because, uh, you know, you saw corporate uh, franchise companies being able to be open. Like, what is Forever 21 could be open, but a brewery couldn't be open to keep, you know, keeping yeah. afloat. And it did hurt them because, you know, uh, restaurants weren't flowing or opening correct, like how they were. What happened to all those kegs? Mm-hmm. And then now people had it like running around like crazy trying to get somebody to like come in and, you know, can all their beer, you know, and they're, you know, even the canning lines, mobile canning lines were being overwhelmed and couldn't keep up with the volume or the demand. And it's like, so a lot of breweries that didn't have like an outside seating, like all the re- like ridiculous rules and regulations just didn't make sense and breweries were fighting in a sense to kind of keep up and try to follow things mm-hmm. so I feel like that industry got attacked the most and hurt the most because of it and if it wasn't that then I think some of them wouldn't you know be hurting or would still exist you know um now because of it and also to me it's just 
I, I tell people um, with the, I don't have a, a lot of experience in this area, but what I do notice because I did was a beer tender for a long time, social media is such a key thing. That's why to me, like I'm not making any money out of, you know, my Instagram, but if you want to attract a crowd, you want to bring in people, you have to know how to approach your audience, you know, and a lot of people lack of what I noticed. There's breweries that are successful, but they're just like stuck there. They're not, uh, they're not growing, but they're not going under. And I'm like, if you, uh, you need to be creative, you need to be, um, really put yourself out there kind of like, you know, there's a lot of people that are just stuck in an old school mentality. There's a lot of breweries that didn't succeed because they refused to make hazy IPAs or do whatever was trendy. And in reality, it's not about you. It's about the consumer. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be successful, you have to do both. And so I always tell people like, I'm, I, you know, I don't own a business, but it, it, uh, what I noticed for it to do well is that you really have to do your research. And if you can't afford to hire somebody for, you know, like a, somebody that specializes in that, then you really have to figure out how to make it work yourself. If not, no one's going to know who you are. No one's going to like, you know, there's a lot of networking that you have to do. Take advantage of all the free um, like advertisement that you can. There's a lot of advertising that, you know, Instagram doesn't cost you anything. You got Snapchat, TikTok, you name it. You know, and it's like, and if you're too old for it or you think it's not for you, you get, you hire a, a younger person, you know, and let them do it. And they have the, you know, the capacity and the understanding of it. So that's kind of like how I see it. And unfortunately, some of them, even if they tried, like uh, um, the pandemic did really hurt them with, you know, and some of them just, they were getting, they never recovered because they were trying to recover from what they were already behind and it's just, it's unfortunate. Right. And we, we saw great breweries closing and it really did break my heart. When bad. is a uh, uh, Danny Duke's brewing? Thing? Ooh. Oh gosh. <laughs> she said, if I no. could go somewhere. Uh, I've, been, I've been in the industry long enough where I definitely would not do it here. Not in California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Opening a business yeah. in California oh, is... Uh, the responsibility of, of being a business owner, especially like you're selling something sounds so scary yeah it's it's also crazy because it's like all the really weird like taxes of mm -hmm. like every little thing is like i i didn't know until i kept going deeper and deeper and i'm like you gotta be kidding me and i was just like and and sometimes it's like the city itself some of them are like the process to open a brewery it's insane you yeah. know so it's just it's crazy you know like it, it could take it sometimes I've taken people like over a year or more just to get the paperwork process and uh I'm just like no way why do you think the country's like second largest city which I'm pretty sure is LA I can't uh, is it <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, yeah, have LA no idea. Has like um I don't know three breweries maybe in the city of LA am I right maybe four Maybe six. Oh, you mean like LA, LA yeah. proper? Yeah. Oh, I, that's but what I'm you saying. Know, I think it's a testament to, you know, the bureaucracy of 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 uh, of, of licenses and permits and trying to to rent do and, and oh yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is wild the process, and I'm just like to me, it's like uh, going to talk to a lot of people when they open it or oh, try to open um, a brewery and I'm just I'm like oh my god please stop you're making it sound too much fun Ugh. oh my god uh, it was like but it is very stressful to me it's like to me it's not just opening a brewery you know it's it is a lot of like you don't have a life at least for the first five years you know you have to, you, your life is your, your business for a long time and also you have to be realistic that you're not you're you're not going to be able to pay yourself for a while. Yeah, you know, there, there's just a lot of factors that come into it. And, uh, you're not going to see the money coming in right away. There's just there's just a lot of stuff where people don't see. They make it sound like, oh yeah, let's open a brewery, and they open a brewery and not really being smart about it, and then it doesn't work out. You know, it's like and don't open a uh, don't. I mean, it's it just depends. When I see people like they're going to open a brewery with their buddies, and I'm like. Uh, dude, I was like, it oh, sounds no. great, uh, you know, but not on paper because yeah. it becomes a nightmare very quickly because not all of you are not going to be on the same page 
And I've seen that happen way too many times where buddies, friends want to get together and open a brewery and it doesn't always work out because you guys don't have the same mindset a lot of times. And it, it sometimes it ends up being where one person has all the responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm talking about the boring stuff, like this, the very adult <laughs> stuff. The like not the fun one. side of brewing. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. I, I, I mean, obviously, we don't want to discourage our listeners from following their dreams and their, <laughs> okay. and their passions. I, you're bumming me out. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, on a serious note, I think what you're saying is like, do your fucking research. You know, like, yeah. like you know, it is, it is fun, it's fun science to just jump into something that is like cool and something we're passionate about. About at the end of the day, it is starting a business. It is a job. You, you know. Yeah you're talking about brewing like brewing like brewing comes across as this like glamorous thing but it's a job it comes it comes with this pros and cons and you know starting a brewery oh, yeah. same thing so we don't want to discourage you but we yeah. do want to encourage you yeah. to <laughs> really do re- research talk to people you know danny how long have you been in the industry like sounds like a long time now uh i'm going on eight years eight years so i mean yeah. i would say you've been around the block you know your shit yeah yeah I'm kind of like uh I consider myself sometimes I have my moments because I'm like I don't know if you guys watch Parks and Rec but I'm like the Ron Swanson sometimes uh <laughs> mentality and then I'm Leslie Nope all of a sudden where I'm like oh like you know it just depends on my mood I'm, I'm all over the place I try not to be a Debbie Downer and when it comes to because I'm, I'm a realist a lot of times so I told people like I'm not trying to like push you away from anything it's just I've been in the industry long enough so I've just been seeing I've seen so many sides in the industry I fall in like in a rabbit hole uh, I know too much and I'm just like you know and it's a blessing I, and a curse <laughs> oh yeah uh, to me I never come I try not to be the this like know it all because I'm not but because uh, everybody has their own methods as long as you know you're fall- you know you're not cutting corners where it matters and stuff like that everybody does their own thing and that's totally fine um but I also think it's always interesting uh, to see people that are new in the end because when I'm doing shop talks like when I'm talking to people in the industry you could tell who's been in the industry for a long time compared to like the ones that are upbeat and you know I'm just I'll I'll go hang out with like uh, there's like so like if I hang out with uh, I I think I've hung out uh, there's a few times that I hang out with Jared from Bearded Tang Mm -hmm. and and uh, and then you have those like deep like conversations and then you're just like dang what am I doing with my life and then you hang out with somebody that's you know, like, ah, like I'm in the, in the industry for two years and I'm like, oh, I'm all a beat. So I'm like, I'm trying to incorporate those two feelings in myself, you know, and kind of in the middle where I don't want to be too much on one side and too much on the other, you know? So I would try, when people ask me, like, uh, really genuinely want to know things and I'm, I'm very honest. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Um, but I am like very like, uh, uh, I don't know if I could tell you the truth. I don't want to, cause I know stuff and I'm like, there's a dark, dark side of our industry, you yeah. know? So I, it's like, it's one of those things that uh, to me, I'm like, I'm not going to be like, find out for yourself, but I'm also the kind of person that it's like, if you're going to work somewhere, if you're telling me like this and this, and I'll be like, mm, do your research. <laughs> I mean, that's I, people. Yeah. you can share, you know what? Listen, I hate know-it-all. No, I wouldn't say hate. I know a lot of know-it-alls and I tolerate them. I do not care for for mansplaining. One simple phrase, in my experience, and then you can say, yeah, yeah, what's happening? Um, yeah, I'd be like, because I'm very, <laughs> I mean, I've got myself in 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 trouble mm-hmm. in a way, I guess, or people don't like what I say, or you know, they think that because uh, to me, what I'm saying is I'm saying it for a reason. Yeah. I'm like, if you want me to give you names. And I, I'm the kind of person that screenshots conversations. Let's just put it that. <laughs> and then uh, uh, and stuff like that. So to me, I'm like, don't come at me. I'm like, I'm nurtured by your hatred. Ooh. And I was just like, so uh, I'm like, to me, it's just like, hey, I, if my, if my, you're not going to make me cry or get under my skin if you, if you don't know me, you know? And I could tell when some, I know when I'm winning a conversation and when I'm not. 
So like when somebody's coming at you and they're already like really aggressive and upset, I'm like, mm, yeah, I, it's obvious that you're in the wrong here because there's no reason for you to be angry. You don't like what the conversation is going because now you're you're talking gibberish to me. Uh, you know and so to me it's like I, I when people when you're you're defending what what is the problem to me it's like oh you're the problem mm-hmm. you know because you're part of the problem you know and it's like the fact that you know you're so used to a toxic type of uh, way of speaking or approaching things or stuff like that you know I me personally I have I've had you know people that are higher up um, head brewers or whatever talk to me in a way where you know, cussing me out and really mm-hmm. aggressive and stuff like that. And, you know, luckily, because I am Latina, I still have that very sassy personality. Mm-hmm. I'm that kind of person that I was just like, oh, no, no, no. It's like, you want to go? Let's go. And I'm that kind of person that it's like, if you come aggressive, I'd be like, start over. Ooh. Uh, and I would be like, or I'd be like, I don't care if you're the president of the United States or who you are, if you write my check. I'm like, you need to watch your tone when you speak to me. I have no respect for anybody. Like, I don't, I've, I've learned that at a very early age and not just in the industry, just in general, in the workplace. I'm not afraid of the consequences of approaching or correcting a situation. Um, however, I don't like to make a scene either. So I've been in those situations where in the industry where if someone's coming at, at me, I, I like, if you bark, I will bark back you know, and I will shut it down because I have zero tolerance for that behavior, you know? And if I, and then to me, it's like, and I'm always going to come at you in a harder way if you have that type of mentality and I would shut it down because it might work with everybody else, but that's not going to work with me, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and to me, that's not how you manage people, mm-hmm. nor that's not how you're going to have a successful company. No. And uh, it's only going to backfire. You know, so that's how I see it. I learned how to approach it and uh, I've learned how to defend myself. Unfortunately, you know, it's unfortunate the situations happen in some people that they haven't done that and they don't speak up or speak out. I mean, and so to me, it's like, there's nothing to be afraid of. Like if you're not doing anything wrong and you feel like, you know, if you feel like you need to walk away, that's fine. If you don't want to say anything, whatever, but you know, you could change that. So I always felt that way and I'm actually kind of that kind of person. So I've never been afraid of speaking out or correcting a situation or fighting for, you know, to correct things. Nice. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, uh, if you have any suggestions for those who don't have as strong a personality, personality but it's like, you know, you're just saying, look, if something feels wrong, then speak up and you know, try to do whatever you can to, you know, express that you feel wrong, stand up for yourself, self, et cetera. Um, yeah. Sometimes oh, yeah, to me. As, you know, I, I'm older and I'm sort of shaking a lot of this stuff, but, you know, as maybe like a beginner in an industry, um, maybe as a younger person in the workplace and also maybe being a female we might already have this like pre-existing like like I'm screwing up I you know you're not confident um you you don't want to piss people off you don't want confrontation hi that's me <laughs> it's hard you know uh, yeah. I mean, I'm wor- I'm working on it I'm working on it yeah I mean, I'm, I'm kind of leveling up personally in that kind of stuff I give zero fucks at work in fact I'm pretty sure I missed a meeting today and I'm I'm I do not care <laughs> yeah so i I just i i'm like i i I always laugh like uh, i i mean there's certain moments that i wish i would have responded but i became i have become like the like the like the security guard i guess you could say or somebody for some people in the industry some of them have been guys because i tell people it's not just you know women i it's unfortunate there's some guys that are like and I, i i got to the point where i was like don't you talk to taylor like that yeah i was just like uh, so it's like, and then I'll yell at the head brewer, and I'll be, be like, "Hey, get over here!" I was like, <laughs> "This guy is like, you're not the brewer. He's the brewer. You stay over there. I stay here. You're not my boss. I'm kind of like that." Yes. Dude, you are and, my hero. Oh my god! And it's like, and I'm like, to me, it's like you kind of like you set those kind of things. 
because I don't consider myself I'm not like an aggressive person I'm not I don't think I'm I've never approached like that but if I have to be I'm not scared I'm not afraid of confrontation She'll and I'm not afraid you of on the roller der- derby track <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like this is the woman that quit roller derby couldn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I just feel like there's people that do need a voice like somebody that you know I've gotten myself in in Massachusetts because of that because like I understand we're all adults we should be able to fight our own battles kind of thing but there is some general people that are just need that push they do they are like they don't have that uh, they're not that type of person they struggle mm-hmm. or like they're easily a target and I could tell when someone's going to be easily a target you know and it's like uh you know and it, for me the advantage is that us women we're more creative in a sense of like correcting things where it's just like oh yeah you're gonna talk to me like that oh okay all right we'll see about that and I was just like oh you're trying to make my life a living hell oof I'm like, sweetie, I am, women are a lot more creative when it comes to like, you know, wanting to correct things, you know, I was just like, uh, but I'm just, to me, I'm very like that where I try to make a balance, you know, I'm not going to come at you in an aggressive way. I'm not an evil person or malicious, but it's just like, you know, I'm that kind of person that if I see somebody getting bullied, I just can't just stand there and see it. That's and it's like got to be an upstander. That's everyone mm-hmm. more upstanders, you know, yeah. in society. Yeah, and I, I mean, after the like, could be like, hey, like, I'll put, uh, t- like, hey, Taylor, like, don't let him or whatever talk to you that way. Yeah. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to defend yourself. They're not going to do anything, and if you want, that's why you have HR. Unfortunately, not every, not every brewery has that. But it's just like you know, don't be afraid to speak up if you know something's wrong. You know, because a, a good leader doesn't approach things in, a, in, a, in an aggressive way or corrects you in a way that uh, puts you down or makes you feel terrible. Mm-hmm. That's not what a leader does, you know. And um, to me, it's like it, there's just a lot of things like that. And like I said, it's not just in the beer world that, that's happening all over in all the kinds of industries out there. And if you could change a little bit of that dynamic or kind of trying to shift away from that where you know I, I that's why we kind of been very vocal about the industry because it's like there's certain things that people make it seem like it's okay or or they'll be like oh well if you don't like it then go somewhere else or leave I'm like oh yeah because that's gonna fix the problem yeah you know and it's like no you don't walk away you try to like change it because I don't like it uh I th- this is a problem you know and people unfortunately still have that mentality yeah. And so that's why I'm like, oh, okay, so I guess you just want to get paid 22 bucks an hour and get, you know, overworked and underpaid for the rest of your life. Cool. You know, but, you know, there's some of us that it's not going to be like that. So it's like, it's like they could be little things, but I'm like, you know, pay is always going to be something that is always going to be a, an issue, especially in the industry that we're in. Who do you think is responsible at this point for? making these changes um in this industry specifically like is there is this a group or group or person or people that you would pinpoint um or is this kind of like it has to be has to be a group effort like everyone's got to work together together to you know make things better what do you think oh yeah oh definitely i think to me where i got my courage to kind of like got the gears going is talking to people that actually uh, push me to speak up and know, know my worth mm-hmm. and see what I brought to the table. And so to me, it's like, uh, you know, there is people in the industry that are great. I, uh, I have an example, like uh, I had, you know, uh, Keith from, well, used to be at Modern Time, now he's at Fast Friends. Uh, Jared from, you know, Bearded Tang. So I, I've been really like pushed to be like, no, you're fine. Like I've been encouraged, like, you know, no, you're not doing anything wrong. You, you're, you don't have an attitude, like good for you, like stand up. And I've been able to like do the same for others where it's like, you want to get better paid? Like ask for it. What are they going to do? They're not going to let you go. They're not that dumb. They need you more than they, than you need them. In reality, if you're, if you're doing great things for the company that you work for, then it's obvious that they're not dumb. Every company is smart enough to know who they have on their, in their, um, 
in their company or, or whatever like it's mm-hmm. just like as long as if you know your worth you're kind of like do you get confident you know and that's where I'm at where it's like I've always uh and it shows if you have that confidence it will show and it's it, that that vibe that gets sensitive so to me I'm like you know I do this and this and this if you want me to stay like this is what I want and they'll give it to you because they'll know your worth you know so I always tell people like really have to build that confidence and your knowledge and it's not just asking for it you know you're also showing it you know you're, you're not gonna like just automatically expect it you know it's also gonna take time but and build those relationships with you know with the people that you work with in a sense where you know you have great communication and understanding and where your guys are at of your you know uh your expectations and what motivates you you know yeah absolutely yeah so yeah well this has been (laughs) very inspirational i feel like hopefully every company has a danny dukes there you know she can make you laugh she can stand up for you (laughs) she could you know give you motivational speech and speeches and (laughs) lift you up and positivity um but no for real for real i to you and and i know i hope we could like definitely keep in contact and stuff like that you know i i know I, I just like i said i'm just getting my feet wet so i feel like i'm gonna go through a lot of that stuff that you went through in your early days and it's cool to know that you know i could could talk to you about stuff yeah. so yeah i always tell people like you, you know more than you think and as long as you kind of like you know don't be shy like uh, it's it's, it's you're always going to be learning and growing like because if you go to a different brewery a lot of people think that they're not worthy to move up or don't get intimidated because I told people it's going to sound really funny but I'm like don't let the size intimidate you mm-hmm. you know it's like a 10 like as long as you worked at a brew house that's 10 barrel I guarantee you a 25 barrel it's just more work more yeah. more beer that's really all it is uh, like, that's it's probably don't easier because they just Boop, 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 you know oh yeah yeah i really tell people like don't get scared for the next level like you'll be fine trust me and it's just like uh, because you're gonna have to relearn you're gonna be get retrained it, it, it's not it seems scary but don't let it get to your head where now you're kind of intimidating and you don't want to do it you know mm-hmm. so it's like people think that you have to have like five years experience to no you don't i was just like you'd be surprised that's like you'd be surprised at people that i have worked with where i'm just like wait you were what what how the heck did they like you cip over there you know so it's like you know you'll be fine you know i appreciate that yeah. well uh i don't know did you have anything else you wanted to say i think we're about to wrap wrap this up um like i said super very inspiring and inspirational uh work from you danny um um is there anything else you want to add like follow um, her obviously danny Duke, danny duke's instagram um yeah check out her beer name. Name. <laughs> well yeah uh um my expression is uh be more open about beer drinking um uh, don't go after breweries that don't make what you like <laughs> oh and don't be so harsh if you like to be able to tell people if you don't not a brewer you don't make beer like take it easy on the way you approach people that actually make the beer all right relax yeah, let's it is. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. Yeah. And be mm-hmm. the workplace upstander mm-hmm. at your workplace. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta oh, yeah. each other's backs. It's easier oh, yeah. when one's rooting for you in your corner and reminding you like that's not okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. If not, you, you hit me up and I'll yeah and I'll go after them. <laughs> I'll be like Napoleon Dynamite that he gets his own like crew to defend like you know she's gonna put her role being boyed on she's yeah. gonna get Danny dukes on yeah. and she's she, uh-huh head over there vote for danny vote for danny dukes for protection <laughs> <laughs> she'll elbow you on that that roller track no <laughs> yeah. well thanks for joining awesome. us and i know oh, this thanks for having me wheezy we hope you have such a great rest of your time in brewing here what's on yeah. the what's on the sketch for where you're where you're working at what's anything upcoming there to to, to set up uh, well the only thing is is that on january 28th is our anniversary so we're kind of being busy and getting things going so we could be ready for that so we have about three weeks i think 
Um, so we're yeah. kind of, you know, we're working on that and doing all of that. So it should be pretty interesting. So we'll be busy for the next few weeks for sure. Cool. Yeah. So excited. <laughs> yeah. Right, right on. All right. Well, Danny Dukes, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Um, to all of our listeners, remember to follow follow us on Instagram at Brewed Up Podcast. If you have any cool things to say or send to us, um, you could DM, DM us there. You can email at brewduppodcast at gmail.com or you cannot send us anything. We don't really care. Um, um, <laughs> all right. Well, a couple weeks and uh, yeah, that's all for tonight. All right, awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. You too. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Bruda Podcast and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Want more Brewed Up? Check out our Patreon page. For a few bucks a month, patrons have access to video recordings of our episodes, exclusive recipes, and all sorts of bonus content. Brewed Up is pleased to have the support of the American Home Brewers Association. Consider joining and get access to hundreds of solid homebrew recipes, techniques, community, and of course, random pictures of us brewing. The Brewed Up music is produced by LA legend producer Elusive. Yeah.